I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. Well, we don't like to admit it, but school shootings have become a very real, very scary part of American life. So what should you do in an active shooter situation? How can you prevent a tragedy before it starts? KSL is partnering all year on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. And really pleased to have joining us on the line today, Jeff Johnson, who is the Be Ready Schools Coordinator and the Utah Division of Emergency Management Safety Officer. He's also a former law enforcement officer. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Boyd. Welcome to a nice day of summer today. Yes, uh, very nice. Uh, out of the hundreds, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, obviously, in, in light of some of these uh, challenging, devastating incidents, uh, as we look to get ready, uh, the summer won't last much longer, and we'll be back uh, with kids in school starting very quickly. Uh, and so just kind of walk us through, some. what are some of the things that we should be thinking about, especially things we should be thinking about uh informing and empowering our students with as they get ready to head back to school. Yeah, we can do that. Um, you know, a crisis isn't a choice, but your response to it is. You know, and it's really unrealistic to be able to predict what a school attack will look like. But there are things that schools, that parents, that, that especially the students can do to, to prepare for this. And there are some really cutting-edge um uh, activities and trainings uh, and even some digital media that they can involve themselves in that will help with this. You know, there are the standard response protocols that almost all the schools in the state uh, undertake. There's also threat assessment teams that have been put in place in almost every district in the state. And there's also the Utah SAFE app, and we'll cover all those really briefly. But, you know, there's great lessons recently, um, both from Utah and from Texas, Um The Uvalde shooting happened because a door was left unlocked. Mm. And, you know, uh, on KSL, they actually showed the video footage of it a a year or so ago. There was a high-speed chase going down I-15 that exited the freeway in Nephi. And and it it ended up impacting a Juap County School District Elementary. And the uh, wanted female fugitive who was armed got out of the car and ran around the school trying to get in. Mm. And she couldn't. She tried every door. Finally, she ran across the street and was taken into custody at a convenience store, but she tried to get in that school, and the school had locked the doors Yeah. And to keep, to keep anybody outside. And so that's the first thing schools can do is control access, yeah. make sure that anybody coming into the school, they have some kind of an intercom and camera system to, to make sure that, you know, unwanted or intruders don't get into the schools. And, you know, Uvalde shows us how important locking the doors is. Yeah. Just- but... We also teach, you know, kids the standard response protocol, which covers five areas, hold, secure, lockdown, evacuate, and shelter. You know, in an active shooter, they go into lockdown. But it's more than run, hide, fight. I mean, if you can get out, get off the X, get out of the kill zone, 
Um, that's the most important thing you can do is, is time and distance from the problem equals safety. But also, if you have to hide, it's not just hiding and hoping that, that the shooter doesn't find you and that, and that law enforcement arrives in time. You barricade. And the more, the better. Um, you pile everything you can. I don't care which way the door swings. You pile everything up in front of that door. And you make it so that somebody can't get through that. And if they, they're not going to spend the time trying if you make that big and deep enough. Yeah. You know, and then, and then obviously there's the fight component. And, you know, the legislature has authorized our teachers to, to carry in school if they choose. That's a very personal choice. But we do have that, that that immediate line of defense inside schools if teachers choose to do that. You know, the Utah Safe app has been awesome. Um, the app providers claim they've saved thousands of lives, and I believe that is true. And it allows anybody who has the app on their phone to report about a school, um, and it's anonymous. So if you know of something that might occur or is threatening a school, you can get on that Utah Safe app. And I would encourage all of your listeners to put that on there, especially if they have kids in schools and, and especially for the students to have it on their phones. Yeah. That's... And really quick, really oh, quick, oh, the end here, there's, there's threat assessment teams, which are a group of professionals, both from inside the school and outside from the court system, from a psychologist, school nurse, um, law enforcement that uh, evaluate all of the threats that are made against schools. And then they uh, implement an appropriate action and threat assessment teams have really cut down shootings all over the country and since their implement, implementation about seven or ten years ago. So, you know, the standard response protocols, the Utah Safe Act, the, the threat assessment teams, and then knowing what to do if if you find yourself in one of these situations. Yeah, so, so important. And, uh, you know, often we don't talk about some of that preventative things that uh, have been going on and then are getting better. That Safe UT app, again, every parent, every student should have that on their phone. Uh, as yes, they should. One of those great resources. Are there other things that we should be thinking about as a, as a former law enforcement officer? Uh, give us some sense uh, in terms of, of police officers and how they are uh, trained and what we're doing here in the state in terms of uh, action in that kind of active shooter, shooter situation? You know, I think every law enforcement officer in the state goes through active shooter training, and I think primarily that focus is, is at schools. Although we include churches and businesses in that, obviously, um, they train for this and they know what to do. Uh, we could get into a long discussion about the hesitancy at Uvalde. Uh, that was just a, a real exception, but most officers you talk to, um, if they if they arrive at a school, they're going to go in and they're going to find um, that problem, and they're going to do what they can to stop it. And officers receive extensive training on this. I, I would recommend all local schools have a really strong relationship with their local law enforcement agency and that they turn to them for training and, co- and coordination on active shooter incidents. And there should be a, a healthy relationship there where they can receive training from local law enforcement and work hand-in-hand with them to prepare for that day if it ever happens. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have Jeff Johnson on the on the line, uh, part of the Be Ready Schools uh, Coordinator in the Utah Division of Emergency Management Safety Officer. Uh, before I let you go, Jeff, is there is there anything else that we should be talking about or should we be talking with our kids about uh, as it relates to safety in schools as we get ready to roll into the new school year? I think parents are a huge component of this, and I'm glad you asked that question. Age appropriately, I think parents need to be discussing with their kids about what happens if if this kind of uh, 
thing happens. You know, no parent would ever let their kid drive out of the driveway without a spare tire in the trunk of the car. And in the same way, we need to prep our kids um, intellectually and emotionally that if they if they get into a situation like this, that they they are prepared to know how to act and react to to protect their own lives. We at Beard of Utah talk extensively about protective actions. It's good to know protective actions. That kind of power in your head uh, can save your life, that kind of knowledge. And parents should be involved in this. And, and again, age appropriately, they should be educating their children about how to um, survive an incident uh, and maybe not just an active shooter incident. Um, You know, there's a wider spectrum than that, but uh, definitely uh, this is a threat that you can remove some of the emotional content from mm. if you prepare the children for it. So a uh, huge, huge burden on the parents, but an appropriate one to educate their children about what to do and what not to do. And we have great resources on our website, and you can always call us. We would love to interact. Uh, fantastic. Great insight as always. And we always say opportunity favors the prepared. And whether that's a great positive opportunity or a challenge in this kind of a threatening and dire circumstance opportunity favors the prepared. Jeff Johnson is the Be Ready Schools coordinator and the Utah Division of Emergency Management Safety Officer. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for your perspective today as always. Thank you, Boyd. You've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series, Be Ready Utah. Have questions about emergency preparedness and not sure where to start? Find the answers at beready.utah.gov. Stay with us. Final thoughts coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.